0: Hi friends and welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Alisa Keaton. I am so excited to get to talk with you today. This is not a Facebook Live. This is actually me sitting in silence in my office. Hopefully it will stay silent and coming to you today to share something that I truly am not just passionate about it because it sounds like a good wellness tip or it sounds like a way to you know, yeah, that's a good idea. But truly, because I practiced this, I didn't always practice this. And it was once I started practicing this, that things really shifted in my life. And you know, news around here for us in the wellness world. um, We're no gimmicks. That's one of our core values here. We're never going to offer you gimmicks. So a lot of the stuff that we bring to you to stir up Uh, joy and peace and love in your life are practical proven truths and so first let me just say as I talk to you a little bit about what what's on my mind today that there's no condemnation so don't feel bad if you're like gosh I feel like God's been telling me this for a long time and I'm not doing it and so now I'm just gonna turn her off because she's just reminding me of how I'm failing We'll name of Jesus because that is never the goal of this podcast forever if you hear my voice <laughs> I fall short all the time too I knew to do this for a long time and it took me a long time to get there as well so I get it and I also am going to give you some tips to walk away with today that you can actually begin to practice and we have to throw out the all or nothing mentality all or nothing you know the all or nothing principle it's a true principle that works in our body it means that if I pick up this pen, I'm using all the muscles at one time. I can't just single out the the digit of my right muscle and my finger. all the, the muscles will fire together. It's a really because the body is so connected and cohesive in that area as you squeeze the muscles. So that's true for the body. For the flesh, the flesh likes to go all the way. <laughs> it's hard to. Uh, to get it to taper in a way you have to tell the body where to go you have to modulate the body with your mind and tell it no this is enough stress for now because the body doesn't know the difference between a five alarm fire um, a car wreck and stabbing your toe it doesn't know the difference so we have to modulate in our brain And today I want to talk to you about something that is simple and easy. And hopefully, we'll do this in a few minutes. And I will convince you and sway your spirit to get your body in line with something that will truly help you live a more whole and free life. And that is journaling. Yes, journaling. I know. Okay, so the question is do you journal? Do you do you journal? It sounds so archaic, doesn't it? Wait, pen and paper? <laughs> oh my gosh. I never used to journal. I never really um, saw a need for it. And honestly, probably the main reason I began to pick up a pen and paper and write was more so because I got gotten a Bible study, right? How great is that? I mean, I did so in school, but school was school. And then when I graduated school, I was like, I'm done, done pen paper calluses on my finger tired hand why would anyone want to write when I can type right because I had plenty of access now to laptops and uh, blackberries at the time and now smartphones so there's a lot of keyboarding which it's a great skill to have keyboarding is great if I need to get content out fast it's in me it's more like a purge but to be thoughtful and to think and to To write it down, it accesses a different part of our brain that a keyboard cannot. Uh, There are studies to prove what journaling, hand to paper, pen to paper writing, what it does for the body and the brain. So, in all transparency, like I said, I never, I don't have any journals of my youth. I don't really. I had a diary. Oh, here's a little, a little tidbit for you. I had a diary one time as a kid, and I remember really. I liked it and it had like a little lock and the little key and I got it at the mall at like, you know, little et cetera, or what were those stores called that sold all that stuff? I can't remember. You guys will remind me. It's those crazy stores. that had like lava lamps and <laughs> Rubik's cubes and I don't know, just random stuff. And I bought a journal and I brought it home and I remember I started to write and I really did like writing. I did like it. It felt like my own little secret place. And then one day, I remember hiding that journal underneath the, I had like this baby doll crib, kind of weird, I was probably about 10 years old, had this baby doll crib in my room, and I would hide the journal under the mattress of the crib, because that's what you do, right? It's your, it's your private stuff, and and I hid it, and I remember one day, I walked into my room, and my mom didn't know I was home, and I found my mom reading it, and I was so afraid Scared, and it's not like I wrote. It. I, I'm sure it was dumb. Maybe little things about thinking a boy is cute, or you know the common things that a girl writes about. Um, and there wasn't much talk in my home about boys' relationship, like healthy conversation, which is another reason why. Just side note: heir to the crown. Our our challenge for the daughters of God, for moms with daughters, for women as daughters, to kind of. You know, that that feeling of finding my mom reading my journal shamed me. And then we never talked about it because we kind of just didn't. I think my mom didn't know what to do with it. She never did accuse me of anything. You know, there's nothing bad came of it. But I remember just feeling, well, that's too too risky. It's too scary. And I didn't talk about it. She didn't talk about it. And that was it. So I never journaled again and went to school did all the writing you're supposed to do. And like I said, graduated and thought, I'm I'm done writing. I'll use keyboards. Thank you very much. Well, once I got into a Bible study, I remember writing more. You'd answer questions on a notebook or in a paper. And that that was a good beginning place. I spent about 10 years <laughs> there just writing if I had prompts for Bible studies and things like that. But it was always, you know, looking up verses or study, real deep study, not reflective journaling in any sense of the word. I have some friends that I've known people that have gone into various treatments, rehab centers, things like that, where journaling is a big part of that experience. And I remember thinking, well, that's good for you, but what's the big deal for me? And it wasn't until probably two years ago, things really pivoted for me. I have now, I can point you to, I can point you to right now. I wish you could see my office three shelves of notebooks spiral notebooks bound notebooks all kinds of notebooks I would say there's maybe about um maybe about 25 or 30 that are here I think I've put some away in my attic as well but honestly most of them are all me studying the word which is great I studied the word I would study the bible and like write things about what I studied in the bible um but you know what it never did (laughs) is just sit and write, and write what I was feeling, period. Like not having to write to get an answer, but just to write. Friends, two years ago, as some of you may know the story of really, I had to take a serious sabbatical leave. This ministry life was killing me because I was operating more as a a servant slash slave than as a daughter, as a daughter, I didn't know who I was. And God is more interested in who I am than what I do. And so he kept coming after the who I am. And for me, it began when I began to just write. And I was had some therapy at that time, a counselor. And she's like, you, just, you need to start writing. You just got to write, write, write. And I began to sit down every day. And instead of opening up my Bible right away and just writing based on what the Bible said, I just sat down. And again, that, that's a good place. So hear me, I am not negating the word of God. Please, please, please do that. But I, I have this sense that the Holy Spirit's telling me they have a lot of word. <laughs> there's apps, there's notifications, there's Instagram, pretty images, there's coffee cups, there's, we've turned scripture into beautiful things. And I love that. But what is it doing to us? What's going on inside of us? So I spent time. I just went after it. Those notebooks about two years ago shifted. So I would say about out of the thirty that I'm staring at right now, I would say maybe, maybe eight of them. You know why it's eight out of thirty is a big ratio? It's because now that I express my life more, <laughs> I go through journals more. I go through. I go through more. I am. Digging and excavating out my soul. This is why it says in scripture, search my heart and know me. Search me. I was just reading today in Hebrews that the invitation to God is to seek and find out where is there evil and unbelief in our hearts. Now the word will do that for sure, but I need to like make it personal to my story. Your story matters. The story gets stuck in the body and it's meant to move through so that you can move on. Move on with your life towards the goal. Not forgetting to the sense of, like Paul says, I forget what's behind me and I strain forward. We're actually going to collect what's behind us and it builds us. It it doesn't something we're running from as we're going forward and into the call of our lives. We can make sense of what was. It's part of the brain's rewiring and the mapping of the brain that needs to happen. So I want to give you a real practical reason why this happens. Now, this is science proven. So here's why I'm now, you know, that's a good story. Maybe I've motivated you to think about journaling more or, okay. Um, But here are the studies that come in. First of all, just some facts about what journaling does. Journaling meaning like writing about your life. Not, this is different than study, but journal reflection How's my day? How am I doing? A few episodes back, I talked about the troublemakers mad, bad, sad, and scared. There's five main emotions of our life mad, bad, sad, scared, joy. (laughs) We're kind of outnumbered, right? Joy. It, in, it's all the fruit of the spirit. It's everything that's lined up with life is inside of joy. But look how outnumbered we are with mad, bad, sad, scared. Because those are all they come off of different. It's like roots of an unhealthy tree. They go into different places: insecurity, um, fear, um, shame. Uh, you know, being unwilling to take risk, feeling critical of others. All these things that mad, bad, sad, scared. They all kind of just create this gnarly network. Um, in our belief system that just needs time. The Word of God is meant to get in us to get after it, you guys, whatever is there. And we have to get honest about the mad, the bad, the sad, and the scared. There is no better way than journaling. Well, there's a few ways, but journaling, I just believe, how cheap is it? Right now, today, you can start some healing in your life for a spiral notebook, the cost of a spiral notebook, and a pen. Come on. Here's what we know journaling does. First of all, it lowers stress and anxiety. The reason why anyone who learns to journal, and this is why my life changed two years ago, I was chronically stressed, constantly this fear of what would happen if this happens and my kids and my husband and just constantly feeling, partnering with mad, bad, sad, and scared in many ways, even though I was quote unquote ministry leader. My goodness, it's crazy. But the stress and lowering that stress and anxiety comes from the fact that journaling allows the amygdala activity in the brain to go down. When we journal, we're basically processing our moment, our day, our hard thing. We're processing our mad, bad, sad, scared, or our joy. So that's good too. But let's be honest, tends to be more of the mad, bad, sad, scared that comes for us than the ability to remember joy, right? That's why we 10 negative state or it takes 10 positive statements to undo or keep traction out of our brains of a negative statement. Um, there's so much power in a negative statement, but yet we have the ability to renew our mind. The amygdala is the part of your brain, and just so you know, it's in the middle of your brain, and it is its job is to say, This is bad. This is it's a stressor, it's um and as I said earlier and opened the podcast. It's your body's abilities connected to your body's ability to move and react fast. So whether it's a five alarm fire, a car wreck, or you stubbed your toe, or you put your hand on a hot stove, it does the same thing. The body doesn't know the difference. It just registers stress. That's the job of the amygdala. It's the fire alarm, the smoke alarm in your brain. We all have one. And had I known at an earlier time of my life that I had one, and I can actually manage it I can I can it doesn't have to control me I can actually say thank you amygdala for letting me know that I'm hurt okay let me sort through this before I just react on it because I have a feeling it's a good design the amygdala but not when it's getting the say so when we journal when we process when we write it down even if you're writing you're mad like it allows the brain to have a moment with it instead of just a feeling floating around in your brain. It actually allows the brain to file it into something. It's tangible. It's like taking a ghost that just kind of surfaces around and you can actually put flesh on this thing when you ride it. So it lowers stress and anxiety because the amygdala activity gets calm. It's not so bad as we thought. It also increases awareness, life awareness. You become more of an aware person of, oh, look, that triggered me. I have some moment. When we we deescalate the amygdala, when we get the amygdala to not to be trained to, we can observe it. Now we have content and a way to be aware of our life so we can be interrupted. We can take a moment to breathe. It literally takes two to three seconds to change the direction of the brain. Ready, one, two, three, boom, right there. Going from wanting to hurt your children or wanting to say something you don't want to say to your spouse, one, two, three, whole new place awareness comes off of journaling the third thing it does is it preserves memories you'll remember things as a teacher stories are everything to me so writing stories down i like to just recount even if i don't even have to write the whole story by the way this is a writer's note sometimes things happen to me in the day and i'm like oh my gosh that's such a great teaching illustration or i would use that in my next book i will just write down um something like sophia touching my hands on the couch. And I know what that, those, those words right there remind me of the story of Sophia told me that is holy and whole and is, uh, I, I don't wanna forget. So I, I write that down. Even if I just write those four words, I'll, my brain will remember it. The fourth thing is that it sparks creativity. So if you are a creative or you feel like you've been called to make something and really who isn't, you're creative if you do spreadsheets. You're creative as an accountant uh, because there's creative new things that God wants to do with the gifting you have. But when we journal and write down, we're having time for creativity. and sparks it. And then finally, um, well, one more after this. It builds self-discipline so you know you're going to do it. So that's the one where I'm like, oh, no, some of you are already thinking that this, I'm already falling short, Elisa. I've told you I tried this before and it didn't work. Well, I'm going to give you a couple tips before you leave, and I think they will really help. But first thing you need to know one more that this is a study that was done. We can see all these things lowering stress and anxiety, um, increasing awareness, the amygdala activity coming down. Um, another thing, there are studies to show that it increases your immune system. So when you journal, you are creating a healthy network inside of your body between your neurological system, your lymphatic, your, uh, your cardiovascular, all the systems that keep the energy flowing through your body. You increase your immunity to any foreign foreign illness or something coming in and taking over because you journal. So this was a study done in New Zealand, and I'll, I'll put the show, I'll link to it in the show notes here. But a study was done in New Zealand Um, that journaling would increase the immune system and healing. That's what they were looking into. And 49 adults, ages 64 to 97. So think about that too. They're, They're older population. They have some stories. Probably a little even frustrated. I think at life you get older, you feel a little more frustrated sometimes. But ages 64 to 97, 49 adults, they were asked to write about upsetting events, either in their life or in their day. They were asked to spend 20 minutes a day Don't get overwhelmed by that. They were asked to spend 20 minutes a day writing down either upsetting events or their daily activity, whatever happened in their day, kind of the stressful things. They only did it for three days. That's kind of crazy to me. I kept reading the study going, only three days? They did it for three days for 20 minutes, writing about the things that were upsetting or stressful. Okay, so they did that. Then they took two weeks off. Again, I, I'm going to put the sh- link in my show notes, but I was like two weeks off. Like, shouldn't they keep going? No, they took two weeks off to kind of allow them to de-escalate in a way, like in any way stirring up those emotions made them more, more stressed. They kind of wanted to give them a break. So they gave them a two-week break of doing nothing. Then after that, they did a biopsy on their arm. Like a if you've ever had a skin tag moved or anything in your arm, You, um, had, it's a a topical surgery. It kind of hurts. It cuts the flesh and the biopsy on the arm was done on all the individuals. Now there was the group that did the writing and the group that didn't out of 49 adults. There was groups that did and a group that didn't after they, they tracked the healing of the biopsy for 21 days. After the 11th day, they, they, every day they would take pictures of the healing of the arm to see how who healed uh, faster and it, it, their healing system was, you know, just better than another one. Well, it turns out by day 11, 76% of the creative group, so the people that did the, I'm sorry, the journaling group, the people that wrote, 76% of them were fully healed compared to only 42% in the group that didn't journal. So that's a difference of like 34%. They had a higher healing fact. They were fully healed by day 11. Those 76 were compared to 42%. What does that say? It's a fact that I love the fact that just doing three days, it built their immune system. It built health inside of them for only three days. And it sustained inside of them for two weeks. (laughs) That's interesting. That's how such good seed in us. It did something in their brain. It allowed them to access some parts of, honestly, three days work. They they benefited two weeks later. I love it that it's Chris Vallotton who says, that it's not, you're not reaping the seeds of today. You sowed these seeds yesterday and you're reaping them today. So what you did two weeks ago still matters today. So that's why we often think it's such a fast pace. No, that doesn't matter anymore. Everything's now. No, we're, we're constantly sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. So two weeks off and their immune system was boosted enough that when they were cut into pain, they healed faster. Than the group that did no journaling or creative writing or expressing at all. Okay. I don't think I need to prove that point anymore. Can you get on board with it? Can you get on board with it? I'm a living proof of this, you guys. I'm a better mom for journaling. I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife. I'm a better friend. I'm a better ministry leader. I'm a better daughter to the king. How about that? So here's what you're going to do. Here's the number one reason people mostly don't journal. Yep, you guessed it. Time. Yep, time. Okay, friends. This, this study said 20 minutes. I think we can take our, our, our seed and sow it in the kingdom of God for five minutes a day. I really do. Just to journal five minutes a day. Um, and if, if most of you already Bible study, I would encourage you to just spend a few minutes before you jump into your Bible to breathe and settle down. And access, mad, bad, sad, scared, to ask, like search your heart, mad, bad, sad, scared, go ahead and find the thing in you that could be actually obstructing the word of God from really doing the thing. Because I told you, it either becomes a band-aid for us and we just slap it on the top, or it is really a salve and going deep. We have to know what's going on. To know, to, to, to be alive is to feel your feelings and know your thoughts. You have to. So, just writing it down real quick, five minutes before you go into your Bible study. If you do no Bible study right now, I, I beg you, um, do this simple, you know what? Do Heir to the Crown. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you, do Heir to the Crown challenge. We're gonna spend, it's gonna take you maybe 15 minutes a day, tops, maybe, to do this challenge. And the real thing we do is drop the pin on giving ourselves a minute to find out who we are to breathe and to feel and then to journal based on some prompting questions air to the crown challenge 30 days you guys so if you have not been journaling get in on the air to the crown challenge any donation amount gets you in 30 days we're mind body challenging we're going to journal if you want to get the book on amazon you can get it for an extra it's a twenty dollar uh just under twenty dollars but you'll have something tangible to write on, which is amazing. And the pictures inside are beautiful. So it's a lovely, I'm always more for concrete if I can get it in my hands. But for the, if you can't afford the book or you just want to get on the challenge, go on the show notes, hit the link, sign up for the challenge. Uh, and if you did nothing but for 30 days, just... <laughs> that 15 minutes a day. Don't worry. Yes, you get meal plans and food and some access to workouts. You know, we're, we're over delivering. I am, I am, I am uh, promising that you will get return on just a little that you can do, but I'm going to give you many things. You don't have to do all of them. If you did anything at all, it would be to get that, get inside the challenge and begin to process and think about these questions that we're setting up for you to know who you are. Know who you are. We'll reflect every day. It's not a bible study per se. Um I'm definitely not breaking down, you know, context time. I'm actually asking you to take your mind's eye and remember who God says you are. We are a royal priesthood, a chosen people for God's purposes. That all things work out together for good for those who are called according to his purposes. So we can take what's really going on, access it in light of God's truth, reframe it inside of our pain or our story, and it becomes the beauty from ashes. Five minutes a day, 15 minutes. The other thing I would say, which would really help my journaling life, is I love pretty notebooks, so those are always fun. Get a notebook, put it by your bedside. Fountain pens are like my new favorite, favorite thing, a nice, easy pen to write with. And if you only spent those five minutes a day writing something down, it will change your brain. Simple, easy. How about that? Lo, you know us, we're never, again, no gimmicks. Give yourself a prompt, but the best prompt would be for you to join us for the Heir to the Crown Challenge because we are going to take you by the hand and walk with you for 30 days. We're all going to go in and do some journaling, and there's one more big power tool that we're going to bring to the picture that I will talk about in a next in another episode with you. Okay? All right, you guys. Well, I hope this blessed you. Listen, <coughs> pardon me. It's not complicated. The gospel is simple but not always easy but it is simple so let's go back to the simple way all right i hope to see you in the air to crown challenge remember it closes on friday september september 7th at eleven fifty nine p.m eastern standard time i wrote this from the deepest parts of my heart for my daughter for myself as a daughter I was writing to her, but really writing to me things. I wish I knew at her age about who I am and then some basic things we can do to drop the pin on what are we thinking? What are we feeling? How can we partner with God in living an integrated life, heart, mind, soul, and strength? It is all inside this challenge as well as a private Facebook group that I'll be back and doing some teaching and some other amazing leaders are going to do some teaching. Again, I'm over delivering. Any donation amount gets you in. Click on the show notes, go learn more. And let's get you to have a callus on your finger again. What do you say? Maybe we'll do a little Instagram challenge. I'll look for all the calluses that will grow back in 30 days. (laughs) Offering your bodies as living sacrifices. You're welcome. All right, you guys, thanks so much. Um, hey, share this podcast. Would you share it with someone? Or if you listen to it, tag and use this and, and put hashtag air to the crown in a post today. Let me know what you thought. You can always follow me on Instagram at Alisa Keaton. I love hearing that you you did it and you did this or you take a picture, you listen to this podcast. Share it with someone and leave a review. Anytime you do that, you guys, you're helping us spread the gospel by using fitness as a tool. All right. I am so grateful for you. I'll talk with you soon. Have a great day. Peace.